welcome to Hour of Devastation, a weekly Magic the Gathering podcast where we talk all things Magic the Gathering. I'm your host, Joel Loudon, and with me as always is Sam Neil. Hiya. How are you doing this week, Sam? Uh, marginally better than last week. Cool, feeling less bruised. Uh, yeah, I, so I'm pretty sure I've like cracked my rib or like at least like got a bone bruise or something. Ooh, that's not good. So I'm currently re- recording from my sofa surrounded by cushions. <laughs> <laughs> at least you're comfortable. Absolutely, yeah. Um, <laughs> if you hear some snoring, I might have fallen asleep. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm not too bad. I've just been, you know, because I've ha- had all this time off from work. It's been uh, playing loads of arena. Cool, cool. It's a great use of my time. Yeah. I mean, there are certainly worse uses of your time. Uh, really? <laughs> yeah, I mean, you could play, like, I, I don't know, Fortnite or something. Uh, are we doing an anti-Fortnite? podcast again no no it's, it's, it's <laughs> fine <laughs> I've never played it I'm sure it's terrible yeah I mean it probably is I just I just got finished doing the uh, Wizards of the Coast coverage survey that they've just put out where they just ask you questions about how much like League of Legends and Fortnite Fortnite you watch on Twitch uh, zero yeah <laughs> those were my answers what that's weird what are they going to turn to Fortnite now uh, maybe oh god uh, <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I've actually played like quite a lot of magic this week. Cool. It's pretty sweet. Like I've done like a crap load of drafts. Yeah. Um, both in paper and uh, on arena. Okay, cool. And I really, really like this format, but I'm really bad at it. Yeah, I've so still bad. still yet to draft Guild of Rattling Her. It's really good. So um if you want a small breakdown of, of the format, uh Demir and Izzet are really good. Yeah. Boras is fine. Yeah. Uh the the nut Selesnya deck is mediocre. Sure. A normal Selesnya deck is crap. <laughs> the nut Golgari deck is just below that. And then uh, like uh, a sort of regular Golgari deck, uh, you should just drop from the draft. <laughs> Fair so enough. Just just go home because uh, Golgari in this set is just so bad. Oh no. It's really really awful. It just because like undergrowth requires so much sort of setup. Yeah. Because part of the problem is so like with the other games like. The cards are just good. Yeah. The, the Nair cards are just good. The Izzet cards are just good. Um, but Golgari, like, you sort of either don't get an engine or you don't get a payoff. Sure. You're sort of dirling around, casting, like, four mana two twos. And it's really bad. Um, yeah, how's, how's your week been? Uh, yeah, my week's been, been alright. Uh, I've played an, an okay amount of Magic, I think. Um, I've been playing, surprisingly, I've been playing a lot of Arena. Yeah. Yeah, I think after a, a conversation last week uh, and like a few things I've read online, I thought, well, you know, let's let's just give it a go. Like it, it's improved considerably since the first time I played it, like all the way back in the alpha. It's mm-hmm. a lot better than it, it was even by the end of the closed beta. Um, yeah. And I just thought, you know, let's build a standard deck on there. Let's see what happens. Let's grind some yeah. games. And I've got to admit, it's it's kind of fun. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I can just like sort of drop like three hours into it without even noticing. Yeah, it's um, um, especially it's, since I've been off work. <laughs> it's yeah, it's strange because it it kind of both feels like magic and also doesn't feel like magic at the same time. Because mm-hmm. like you're playing, I mean, you're playing the game magic, but you are essentially playing a video game. That's what it feels like more than something like Magic Online does. I think that's one of the things that put me off. It's like I always like I always thought well, I play magic to be entertained. Yeah. I don't need all of this like other nonsense and noises and you know like that um, that play area with the 
with the gog- with the like the gargoyles move and stuff when you click them. Like I don't need all that yeah. to myself because I'm playing Magic, which is inherently entertaining. But I sort of you know stop being an old person about it and <laughs> <laughs> sort of learn to accept that that's sort of fine and just how like games exist. Yeah, I, I think I'm I'm trying to be more positive just in in general. I think really at the moment and uh, <laughs> yeah, I certainly have not felt positive about Arena in the past, but I think even yeah. from playing this week, seeing some like positive reactions from like some pro players and like even like reading a couple of articles and sort of thought pieces on it, I've certainly come around to the idea of Arena. And if you just if you just treat it for what it is, just kind of like a video game that also happens to be magic, then yeah, it it can be pretty fun. Yeah, I mean that's because I I don't I just don't play video games. Sure. Like I stopped playing video games. I don't know. The last console I owned was PS3. Yeah. And I bought that like when it first came out. I just don't play video games because I like I can't bother to keep up. Sure. With all that stuff. Um. So I guess like Arena feels a bit bit weird. Yeah. Because I like Magic Online because it's like sort of quite true to the Magic experience. It's just like literally just cards and playing them. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's uh, probably my favorite favorite thing about it. Yeah, that's things like I. I mean, Magic Online gets a lot of crap. Yeah. It's like it's just it's just magic. Like, if this is boring for you, then I feel like <laughs> you probably don't enjoy magic that much. Yeah, sure. Like I don't need like fireworks and stuff to play magic. I just want to like sit down at a table. Yeah. Against a normal person and just I don't know. But yeah, like I'm playing arena, like it's, it has been it has been fun. It's definitely kept me entertained, and like I haven't gone off it yet. Sure. It's so, like I used to play Guild Wars quite a lot, but I sort of like go through go through sort of cycles of that where I just stop playing for like months on end. Yeah. And that hasn't happened yet with Arena, so hopefully I'll just sort of carry on. Yeah, I'm going to see what happens. I mean, like, I don't have a paper standard deck at the moment, so, uh, you know, pretty much all of my standard games are just going to be on Arena um, until I can get myself sorted out and just buy that Jeskai list that I've been playing. Sure. Uh, but yeah, other than Arena, uh, I've played a little bit on Magic Online, so I did a. just been playing some casual vintage games on there. Uh, and like I've been just trying to get into as many Momia basic games this week as well because it's been so long since I played it. Sure, it's yeah. one of the silly formats that I just love. Uh, <laughs> and then finally this weekend I played in a sealed PPTQ, Sweet. which would is the I think it's going to be the last. Yeah, it must be the last sealed PPTQ in the northeast. Oh really? Yeah, because they're see they're as we covered last week they're changing the whole the whole PPTQ system. Pro Tour qualification system, uh, yeah. and then this this round of PPTQs is kind of like the last one for the foreseeable future. Ah, oh, right, okay. So it was uh, it was interesting. It was all right. Uh, I yeah, I think interesting is probably the the key word to use really. Mm-hmm. So it had a had an all right turnout. We had like twenty one players, which yes. I think is fine given that like sealed isn't really that popular around here. Like as far as like PPTQ formats go. Mm-hmm. I think more people just kind of prefer constructed, and we do get, you know, some of the grinders come up and play in, in the events. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, twenty-one players. I thought, oh, that was that was fine. Uh, so the they're handing out the packs. Uh, I get my six packs. Uh, I I look at one of them. And notice there's oh there's something on, on the on the pack here. What's this on on, on the booster? Yeah. Look a bit closer, and there's like a bug like on the booster. A, I'm a like, small insect. Yeah, just a small insect. <laughs> I'm like, okay, that's 
that's okay. Is is this come out of the box like this? Because I watched the I watched the TO open the box as well. And yeah. I was like, okay, that's pretty cool. I've got like a factory error booster. There's a bug in my booster. So yeah. immediately I, I pull out my loop. I have a look look at the bug closer of my loop. And it's like, yeah, it's well kind of fused with the booster wrapper. There's like a print layer over the top of it as well. So you can see like a print pattern on the bug. It's that's really it. cool. So immediately my hand goes up. I shout judge and <laughs> ask if I, can, if I can purchase that pack and swap that pack out for another pack. <laughs> <laughs> There is I mean, no way I wanted to open that pack. Yeah, absolutely not. Uh, I mean, I would just like to talk about the fact that you just take your jeweler's loop with you to a PPTQ. Yeah, I mean, I yeah, I keep it with all of my magic stuff. Like I, you know, I trade cards and like high end cards. I mean, well, I guess what what some people would consider high end cards like quite frequently. I think mm. it's always good to have a loop on on hand just just in case because you know you never know. Yeah, that's true. I just find it quite funny to sat down to PPTQ and like before you even opened it, it was like I'm just going to get my loop out. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's I just true. thought it was funny that like probably the one person in the event who would actually care about something like that. <laughs> yeah, you happen to get it because I mean people I, I probably wouldn't have noticed. Yeah, no, well, yeah, like everyone I was showing it to you, they were like, yeah, I wouldn't have like noticed or cared, and I just would have ripped that straight open. Yeah, absolutely. Like, I mean, yeah, because I, I pay quite attention, quite a lot of attention to misprints and stuff. Yeah, I always look at cards, but I definitely wouldn't check the booster. Yeah, if I just like, I, I mean, I probably have opened some kind of factory error booster before. I yeah. just haven't noticed. Sweet. So, are you, are you, are you selling it? Are you keeping it? Uh, well, I, I had plan, I had planned to sell it, but I, I think I might just keep it now. I, I, mm-hmm. I think. The sentimental value is kind of growing as time's getting on, and I'm like, oh, okay, maybe, maybe I'll just keep it. Yeah. Maybe sell it further down the line. I don't know. I don't know. It's. I mean, I did have, I did have an auction post up on the misprint group, but I I did cancel that auction before before it ended because I just yeah yeah my I don't know I don't think I'm just getting attached to it now. Mm-hmm. I mean, so you're just gonna keep it in your house? That's not very. Uh... It's not very really vegan of you to just have a dead bug in the house, <laughs> right? This is—I mean, yeah, this is true. This is <laughs> technically true. Yeah, you've just got like a dead animal in your house. Yeah, that's not cool. No, that's uh, okay. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> oh I well. Mean, speaking of sweet things, opening boosters. I mean, I didn't—I didn't open like you know an insect. Yeah. Um, but I uh, so I did a draft on Wednesday. Yeah. Uh, and pack one, pick one. I opened a foil assassin's trophy. Nice. So that was pretty sweet. Yeah. Like, so people were, some people were halfway through opening their boosters, and I'd already passed my first booster, like token and everything, because I saw it and just <laughs> slammed it and just passed the pack. Sweet, sweet. Um, and then I was like, okay, so I've opened an Assassin's Trophy, so that would suggest that I should play Gogari. Yeah. But being a sensible human being, I was like, no, Gogari's terrible. I'll just draft <laughs> the best cards in the pack. <laughs> um, and then it got to the point where I was like, okay, I'm just going to draft five color. Yeah. Um, so I drafted like a five color. I had two Securitas routes, um, a Vivid Renewal, Vivid, vivid Revival. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. The five mana green sorcery return, what kind of cards. Yeah. Uh, I had seven gates. Nice. And pack two, I opened uh, an Overgrown Tomb, and pack three, I opened a Steam Bents. Sweet. <laughs> that was a pretty sweet draft. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Because so like, like at that point, I was like, well, I don't care if I win any games, because I don't care about prize boosters, because I've opened like you know $75 in cards. Yeah. Um, and yeah, it was terrible. <laughs> so, so round one, I played against Golgari, which was 
he had like a really slow draw and he was playing Golgari, so I just like absolutely crushed him. Yeah. And I used to play a game where I played Vivid oh, Vivid is it Vivid Revival or Vivid Renewal? Vivid, never, Vivid Renewal, I think it is. Vivid yeah. Renewal. Uh, which got back Assassin's Trophy, Hypothesis, and Centaur Peacemaker. Nice. So that was a pretty <laughs> sweet game. Um, and then, yeah, the next two rounds just got completely wiped out. I did manage to attack with a generous stray, which was a 13-2. Ooh, nice. Thanks to two copies of Glaive of the Guild Pact. Okay. Uh, my opponent just sort of attacked for no reason. Yeah. Because uh, he didn't think I had lethal. It's like, <laughs> uh, attack you for 13 with Vigilance and Menace. <laughs> <laughs> It was really good. But yeah, the deck was bad. And then on Friday, I didn't have a draft where I pack one, pick one. Oh, I, I opened a guild summit. Yeah. I was like, well, okay, well, I'm not, not playing this deck. Oh, yeah, <laughs> like, no. Um, and that draft was just a train wreck. Like, an oh, absolute no. train wreck. Um, and then I had to leave before the actual game started. Oh, no. Like, yeah, I had a... So my, my friend my friend Jake was like... He was just testing standard while we were drafting. Yeah. And he was sitting behind me while I was picking, and every time I was like, "Why the hell are you taking that? Like, what are you doing? <laughs> like, even for this deck, that's bad." Um, and then I had to leave, and I was like, "Okay, so there's eight people in this part. If I leave, that'll be seven, and that means there's a buy, and no one really wants that. Would you mind playing this deck?" He <laughs> <laughs> was like, "No, this looks terrible." And like, eventually, he begrudgingly, um, begrudgingly accepts to play it, and then just like text me later that evening, being like, "That deck was a train wreck." <laughs> so I drafted an awful, awful deck, and then just palmed it off on someone else. Awesome. <laughs> I mean, I opened in Aurelia, so... Well, there you really is good, pretty, yeah. I've had pretty good luck with, uh, with Booster so far. Yeah, I mean, my, my sealed pool at the event was, was pretty good. Um, my, I mean, my record wasn't so great, but I thought I had a solid pool. Uh, mm. I had, like, a decent amount of removal, so I had, like, a, a Deadweight, an Artful Takedown, a Severed Strands, um, I had Deadly Visit, uh, I had one of my rares I opened was a Ritual of Suit. Sweet. So that's pretty cool. And then I also had some pretty interesting cards. Uh, I had a disinformation campaign. Sweet, I have that card. Yeah, like I didn't really have that much sort of avail to 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 kind of you know get the the campaign rolling, but mm. it did a lot of work. Like even like the just the incidentals avail I had on things I was playing anyway, rather than just trying to force that strategy. Just, See, that's, just got there. Yeah, that's why I think Demir's so good and limited. It's yeah. just that you don't you don't have to like force this tackle like you do with Golgari. You just pick up random surveil cards and they just sort of go together accidentally. Yeah, definitely. Like that card you, you want to play disinformation campaign because it's good. Like your opponent discards a card and you draw a card. Yeah, and then fine. you're playing yeah. like Whisper Agent because it's a three mana three two a flash anyway. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then it surveils and you get that back to your hand and yeah, that was, was pretty good. Yeah. Uh, uh, another rare I opened my pool was uh, a Trout of the Silencer. Sweet. pretty good unlockable mm-hmm. nice nice bomb uh, and then I also had a City Watch Sphinx which got me a Judge Call in round one game one how did you get a Judge Call for City Watch Sphinx? because when it entered the battlefield I decided to scry two not even surveil two <laughs> no <laughs> no <laughs> no so- so not only did you think that it was an ETB, not an LTB, you also thought it was Scry, not Surveil. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, we've just had, like, two Sphinxes in the previous set that, like, when they enter the battlefield, Scry 2, and I was like, oh, yeah, I'm going to play the Sphinx, because when Sphinxes enter the battlefield, they Scry, and I'm going to Scry, oh, Judge, I've done the... <laughs> uh, judge, I didn't read my card. Yep, yep. It's a good job you don't, you know, host a unsuccessful magic podcast oh yeah <laughs> incredibly embarrassing yeah uh, yeah absolutely absolutely <laughs> but I, so, I, I did manage to win that game thanks to that sphinx as well like just that's really good yeah having the sphinx and the ritual of suit to go along with it as well just to like destroy anything my opponent had 
mm-hmm. including well, including my spinal centipede to put a counter on the Sphinx to make it a six five. It was there. Uh, it was pretty good. That's sick. Yeah. Uh, one thing I have noticed about the card ritual of soot specifically. Yep. Yeah. Uh, this is between like lots of podcasts and streaming and stuff. Sure. People people can't say the word soot. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you just said it wrong. Maybe it's just like a. I mean, I'm gonna say it's just a northern thing. So like, <laughs> whatever. Yeah, yeah. No, but like a lot of Americans keep saying suit as well. Suit, ritual of suit. It's not. Well, it's it's like it's like I don't say like book. I say book. Yeah, I know you say book. And like, <laughs> I mean, bath I think it's and, you know all, all that kind of thing. Like, <laughs> yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't, I don't want to insult you. I'm just going to make a generalization that might insult you if you <laughs> if you think about it. I mean, you can't really insult someone for having the superior dialect, can you? Oh god, no! I, I mean, I don't actually have a Brummie accent, though. Like <laughs> yeah, that's true. Yeah, I don't so, really have that much of a Geordie accent as well. So, oh, you, oh, you do. Uh, I mean, compared to like everybody else I know. Oh yeah, I mean, it I'm could be a pretty lot pretty mild on the on the uh, <laughs> on the old the old Geordie scale, I think. Yeah, I'm sure. Like our podcast would have died after ten episodes if we both had like a strong regional dialects. <laughs> <laughs> just like a really strong Geordie person and a really strong. <laughs> Just like nah, people are like, I can't. Like, just, I can't do this. Ah, I can't, man. Yeah, I can't. <laughs> <laughs> God, don't do that. <laughs> I'm not even going to attempt. I can't even do it from my accent. That's the thing. <laughs> like I've, I've lived here for 21 of the last 24 years, and I can't even do an accent. Oh, oh well. But yeah, the uh, the draft. I mean, the seal event was fun. Uh, I won my first round 2-0 won my second round 2-0 and was like hey this is cool I just need to win one more then that means I can just draw I can just ID my next two rounds in the top eight and hey I'll get a draft Guilds of Ravnica for the first time <laughs> sweet that's when you want to do it at the uh, top eight of PBTQ hell yeah uh, so yeah round three uh, it was a, it was a really good game so we had some really good games but I lost that one 1-2 one, unfortunately yeah. Uh yeah, my opponent. Like, my, I think my opponent just had the better deck. I think my opponent had by far the best sealed deck in the room. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think that is kind of like disparaging to my deck in any way because I, th- I think my 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 deck was good. Uh, mm-hmm. But their yeah, their their seal pool was amazing. Uh, they finished me off in like I mean, game one was really close. I think I just won game one, and then game two. They won fairly easily uh, when they had the they got a Ralzarek out and was just like I couldn't do anything about it. Sure. Yeah. Uh, and then game three was close, but it, yeah, it came down to the, just them having the slightly better draws. They got a little bit flooded, uh, but yeah, it was fine. Played against a, a very very good limited player um, from my my local meta as well, so it was no shame in losing that. And then into round four, uh, I lost that one as well, one two. Uh, Again, it was just that thing. And like games one and two were both really good. I think game game one, like I took fairly easily because I just kept like casting disinformation campaign and recasting it and doing all those shenanigans. Mm-hmm. And then uh, game two, I just got just got run over like dead fast by mm-hmm. my opponent's deck. And game three, I drew uh, fourteen of the seventeen lands in my deck. Oof. Yeah. Yeah, that's not great. So it was uh, it was not fun, not fun for me at all. Mm. Uh, and then yeah, it took me to round five, which <laughs> ended up having the opposite problem. Kept right, a okay. kept a, a what I thought was like a a solid hand of like two lands and a, a bunch of like a bunch of spells, but like the cheapest one in my hand was like a three go. But I was like, like I've been drawing, I've been drawing like land heavy hand like land I mean drawn land heavy like all 
all event now, like it's bound to happen again. I'm going to keep this. I just need to draw one more. I've got two turns to find one. See what happens. And then I just didn't draw a land. So I just lost game one like fairly fast. Like after like six turns or something. I just couldn't find anything. Yeah. Stuck. Two lands. Couldn't cast anything. I mean, I'm I'm normally proponent in limited for like keeping the sort of greedy looking two land hands. Yeah. yeah. Um, I'd rather keep a land heavy hand than a land light. A land lie hand and a land heavy land. Yeah, for sure. Land heavy hand. Jeez, that's hard to say. <laughs> um, because like the chance of you being able to draw in it, I mean, you can just like sort of curve. And like being able to cast a one and a two drop isn't as important. Yeah. Like if you get to go from three and then like your five drops are really impactful. Um, I like doing that. And I mean, <laughs> I lose to that quite regularly. Yeah, I it's lost to keeping those greedy hands, but. Yeah, and it's not like I didn't have like. Two, oh, yeah, because it was my, my hand was it was two lands and it was a Demir locker as well and I was like oh, I just I just need to find that third land and it'll be good and just never did. Sweet, yeah, yeah, I like I I snap off that hand and like yeah like at no point did I draw either my dead weight burglar rat child of night or unexplained disappearance. Jeez, oh, so like, I couldn't even I just couldn't play anything. So it was uh, it wasn't great. And then yeah, I I lost I lost game two. Um, just like again like it it was an actual game, but I think I was just feeling a little. A little deflated from the first game, and yeah, mm-hmm. just, just didn't quite get there. Yeah, so sure. end up started high, started quite excited, and then it was just yeah, wiped out. Didn't quite make it, but kind of like that, that's kind of the, the story of my PPTQ history, I guess. Really, <laughs> <laughs> sure, just starting strong and then just slowly falling off. Yeah, I mean, I didn't really play in many like while they were a thing. Um, I mean, I, I ran a, a considerably more than I, I played in. Um, mm-hmm. so one of the things when you you work for a store, like you can't play in any of the PPTU events that you host in the store. Like you couldn't play in any of like the GPTs or anything when they were a thing either. Yeah. So it's something that I really enjoy playing in because I, I very rarely did actually get a chance to go and play in them. Yeah. So I think I'm gonna I'm gonna miss them for that sort of aspect, like having cool, highly competitive events. But I am definitely glad the system's changed. Yeah, I'm looking forward to going to PTQs again. Yeah, I'm um, looking forward to seeing like what exactly it's going to be and like how how these like professional events are going to work as well. And yeah, mm-hmm. I, I think this. You know, although we, we did whine about it a bit, like I, I think there's there's a lot of potential for some some really cool things to happen. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I wish they'd told... I mean, we said this last week, but I wish they'd told us everything, but... Yeah. Why would they do that? <laughs> true. This is true. Yeah. It's like they treat everything like spoiler season. Yeah. It's like, well, Magic players love getting, you know, cards one at a time. <laughs> yeah. I don't enjoy getting important information about the way that tournaments work one at a time. I don't think I even love getting cards one at a time either. Like, just just give me the whole thing. Yeah, that's fair. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, sure. So, have you been playing much standard, then? Um, I've been quite a bit. Like, so, uh, I've been off standard um, for a while. Like, I always keep sort of keep my toe in because I like to I like to sort of keep my pulse on standard. But yeah, um, I haven't like played it for a while because you know, like, I work on Saturdays and stuff. So, yeah. getting to PPTQ and stuff has been difficult. Um, and I'd rather just play. I, I, there was a long time where I'd rather just play modern. Yeah, yeah. but modern is crap. Uh, Agreed. Yeah, Maybe we'll have an episode about that soon. Yeah. Modern is just like the bottom of all the formats. Like literally every format that exists apart from Brawl. Yeah. Which doesn't technically exist anymore. Um, um, modern is just bottom of the barrel. So I was like, okay, Legacy doesn't 
happen. We, we have like a monthly legacy FNM. Yeah. So I can get to, don't get to play a lot of legacy. Um, so I like I'll play standard because you know I can play that at FNM and stuff. Um, so I, 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 you know, Selesnya is actually a competitive deck. Maybe. So, <laughs> okay, we can get onto that in a bit. Sure, sure. If you want. Yeah. Um, but I mean, any format I can play Temple Garden in. <laughs> like, that's definitely sure. format for me. Um, but yeah, so I've been playing the, the Tokens deck. And we're doing quite a bit of testing, and I've been playing on Arena quite a bit, yep. which um, like isn't the best for standard testing, but I think it's been long enough now that the set's been out that most of the people you play against, at least like the constructed events, like yep. actually have real decks or some semblance of real decks. Um, so it's been pretty decent just to like jam games on there and be able to test with it. Yeah. Uh, and the format seems pretty open. Like, yeah, I think so. Um, and there aren't many chain wheelers around currently. I think that's going to change, but it's nice to play against like non chain wheeler decks. Yeah, I, I agree with that definitely. <laughs> like, I think, yeah, like it feels like you could pretty much take anything to a tournament, and you know, at the, the very least, you'll stand a chance of, of like making top eight. Yeah, it feels like way more open than it, I know. We're still very early days, but it feels way more open than it has done. Like. Mm-hmm. <sighs> I don't like as long as I can remember. To be honest, like, mm-hmm. yeah, I don't. I don't remember standard ever feeling like this open. Like maybe like the cons, like <laughs> maybe, yeah, sure. maybe. Because I mean, that was like after a while after things have been established. Like for it yeah. to be this open this early, and for there not to just be like, because normally it's just sort of like the aggro decks, the dominant deck, and that sort of it. Yeah. But there's so many different decks that are actually viable. Yeah, definitely. Like the the Golgari decks keep winning PTQs on Magic Online. Yeah, there's uh, like, like five different Golgari decks that are all like actually viable. Yeah, mono red is still obviously a thing; it's still decent, but it's yeah. it's not the you know it hasn't got the highest sort of percentage share in the meta currently. Mm. Like you can play Grixis Control if you want to play that. You can play Esper Control if you want to play that. You can play Jeskai Control if you want to play that. Like mm-hmm. there are like three blue based control decks that are all different. Like I don't yeah. remember the last time that was a thing. Yeah, I think uh, I think Grixis Control is bad. Um, uh, it, it probably is like I, I like a lot of the cards that it plays like uh, I think obviously Nicol Bolas is a very good planeswalker mm. uh, I worry with the amount of Golgari and kind of stompy decks about playing a Nicol Bolas that you're just going to get wrecked by a, by a Ferox yeah that's that's the concern right that's actually like a real problem yeah um, but I, yeah. I think obviously you get to play the, the good removal in Grixis, I think I think that's what it's really got going for. So I, I think like it probably is better just to play a blue black rather think, than just splashing for like Butlus or I maybe Sarkin. Like, I've seen a couple of lists play as well. Yeah, I think like the thing with the with the Grixis list is they're mainly blue black anyway, right? Yeah. Like I mean, it's sort of like there's a lot of different varieties, but like mainly they're blue black decks that are splashing for Butlus. Yeah, and like. Maybe like a Ral in the sideboard or something. Yeah. Um, well, like Furry Cat made, which is a very good card. But I mean, if I'm playing, so Blue Black's like sort of, I think the best core for a control deck currently because you've got like, so you've got like Syncopate and um, what's the what's the other kind of spell? Sinister Sabotage and yeah, yeah. Contempt and like Moment of Craving um, and all that stuff. And then like, if I'm gonna splash, I'd rather just splash for um, to Fairy. Yeah, I, I think so. I think yeah, if it comes down to it, like. I would much rather play Teferi than Nicol Bolas the Ravager. Mm-hmm. And I would probably much rather play Teferi than I would Ralzarek as well. Yep. I think if I have to splash, I'm splashing with Teferi. 
but even then I don't think I have to splash like rather than playing Nicol Bolas you could just pay like four like Doom Whispers or something I guess I don't, I don't know if like because I'm just looking at the list from the uh, the SCG stand classic mm-hmm. from uh, from last weekend yeah and it's like literally the only card that is red is Nicol Bolas and it's playing three Dream Eater like why not just swap out the bolus for four like Doom Whisperer? Because like that card's pretty good. Sure, there was like there was a a, a, a deck from like the most recent uh, comp league. Yeah, the Moto comp league was playing four bolus, two Doom Whisperer, and three Dreamy, and yeah. a row for some reason. Okay, um, but like the cores just blew back, and you're literally just literally just flashing for bolus. Yeah, there's an Angraph in the sideboard. I like Angraph. I think Angraph's kind of underplayed. I think you just like Angrath as a character. <laughs> that, that is true. Um, but yeah, like I think I'd rather just be playing Teferi because Teferi's just like obnoxiously good. Yeah. Like whenever my opponent slams a Teferi, I just I feel like I can't win because. But that's what keeps happening to me on Arena. Like, so I'm playing Jeskai on Arena, and let's say like eight out of ten games, I played Teferi on turn five, and my opponent just concedes like on the spot. Like mm-hmm. even if they're ahead, like it's very strange. I think people yeah, just really, really, really dislike playing against Teferi. I think the thing is, like, you don't lose anything. Yeah. From, from like, from like losing on arena, from like conceding on arena. Yeah. Uh, I mean, you do kind of, but like, it doesn't actually matter. Like, yeah. If you if you lose rank, it doesn't actually mean anything. do anything. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. So, um, I think rather than just play out that game, like they might have like you know a thirty percent to win. Yeah. But if you're really ahead, your opponent slams it to parry, like your win percentage like dips. Oh yeah. Fast. But I think you're still like a thirty percent to win. But it's like I'd rather not sit on this like vaguely obnoxious program for the next. 20 minutes trying to beat this Teferi and <laughs> like play against a modern red deck and like have a game sure you know what I mean so um, I think that's that's part of the way but I just I'd rather play Teferi like I don't think Bolas is like you have to get to like turn 7 right 7 mana to flip it right uh, yes yeah 7 mana yeah. like I'd rather just on turn 5 slam a Teferi be able to hold up counter spell on like, mo- like moment of craving yeah um than uh, than play bolus on turn four, yeah. which is rather than on turn four I play bolus. I'd rather wait to turn five and just play a like on turn turn four uh, play oh, not Glimmer of Genius. What's the card called? Why well, can't I think of any card? Chemist's Insight. Yeah, I'd rather just like play Chemist's Insight on the end step and then slam it to Barry. Yeah, sure. And massively increase my win percentage. Yeah. Um. But like, yeah, like any flavor of control is viable. Yeah, I think so. Like, yeah, like Greek control is. It's been five nil in leagues. Like Jeskai controls five nil in leagues. Esper controls five nil in leagues. Like they're all viable. They're all good. Like I, I personally want to play the Jeskai lists. Uh, I disagree with a lot of the choices of the Jeskai lists. Like I think you, or at least like I would prefer just to play a just just to play a straight up spells deck, spells and planeswalkers. I think that's all you need because I've seen quite a few of them start playing stuff like Crackle and Drake and like Enigma Drake and even like Niv Mizzet. I think like Niv Mizzet's good, but I just I just don't think it's necessary. It's necessary. Oh, Niv Mizzet should just be on the sideboard. Yeah, for um, sure. For control mirrors, because you just win. Like yeah. that. That speaking of obnoxious cards, because um, like the mana is good enough to support it. So like, if you're playing a Jesco deck and you're playing like, I think you can have a reasonable mana base, um, depending on how like big your splash is. Like without any basic planes. Yeah. So all your lands can cast, like make blur up mana, so they can cast Niv Mizzet. Um. Uh, I just it, just it just wins control mirrors. Yeah, for sure. But it's, I think it is. There's definitely a sideboard card rather than a main board card. Absolutely. I I think people should just be playing expansion explosion. 
Yeah, quite probably. That card is just bonkers. It is. It is very, very good. Um, yeah, I think like between stuff like like deafening Clarion and Justice Strike, and then even like yes, yeah, like settle the wreckage and cleansing Nova. Like I think that's the kind of build I would want to go for for mm. a Jeskai list. I think you do you do struggle in the mirror match slightly, um, but. Yeah, I think given the fact that like the Golgari lists obviously doing well, the mono red lists seem to be creeping up, and you know people people like their tokens, people like their creatures. Like I, I, I think I think playing rafts or as many rafts as possible is 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 a, I think is a decent shout currently. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I just think like a control deck, you should be playing no creatures. Yeah, you should be playing four to fairies. Yes, and at I least think... at least four to fairies. <laughs> if you can play a fifth. Um, <laughs> I'd recommend it. Um, and then I think you should just be playing four expansion explosion. Yeah, yeah, like, quite, quite probably. Because like the, the front half is just a counter spell when it matters. Um, it just wins counter wars. Yeah. Um, okay, it's like sort of a dead card against the aggro decks, but if you're slamming it to fair, it's probably fine. Yeah. Uh, and then <clears throat> you get to a certain point in the game where you're just controlling the game because you have so much removal and you have like justice strikes and you have um, your sabotage and your syncopates. Yeah. Uh, that you just end and. <laughs> End of their turn, like uh, explosion them for nineteen for for nine. Draw your second explosion, untap explosion them for nine, and they're just dead. Yeah, seems pretty good. Um, so I think like if you're building a control deck, it's probably the way to go. I yeah, quite probably. I, I do like the Esper control deck as well a bit. I think like that is good. I think that that's probably better against like the Jeskai control deck and stuff because you have like Chromium the Mute Roll, which is a pretty good card. Yeah, sure. I, I think that's fine. Seven, you know, it's a seven-seven that can't be countered with flash, mm-hmm. flying. It's pretty good. It's like that kind of deals with a lot of things nicely. I think the, the problem is the aggro deck's going wide. Yeah. Um, so you're playing a lot of answers. Like, okay, you made a seven-seven, great. Like, attack you with these like nine-one-ones. Yeah, which I, I still, think you can play. You can still play like uh, ritual of soot and like um, golden demise and stuff in like Esper. So I, I think Esper's probably fine, but. Yeah, like I said, Jeskai is the, is the one that I want to play, certainly. Yeah, I think so. Um, and I think Cleansing Nova is massively underplayed currently. Yes, I like agree It's, it's so strange for decks, but like, it's just so good. Yeah. I think people like, were looking at it like, okay, well, this is just a five-mana Wrath of God. That isn't good. Yeah. So, no, but it is really good. But the, like, the, the format is a place where that's fine, and like wiping enchantments and artifacts isn't dead a lot of the time. Yeah, exactly absolutely reasonable um, yeah so the control decks are interesting but I'd just play just guy with expansion explosion yeah and just you know win games in style <laughs> um, yeah I guess you've got like the Forest Angels deck yeah how do you feel about that deck um, like it's it's fine I guess mm-hmm. um, I I certainly not as hot on Boros as I was for, prior to yeah, you know the, the set actually coming out. Like, I know we play tested like a fair few games with the Boros deck before the sets came out, and we got very excited about like how just how fast like the Boros the right Boros Agro deck can be. Mm-hmm. And I think you know if they've if they've just got like the nuts draw, like if if everything's out on curve, then yeah, sure, it's a very good deck. But so is any deck that has its optimum hand. Yeah, I mean the, the thing with like the sort of Boros weenie deck. Um, is it just like it, it's just sort of a joke it just sort of gets outclassed by the other creature decks yeah 
um, and then just like control can can just deal with it. Yeah. Because uh, even if you're going the weenie route, like you're still playing like Tajik and Aurelia, and your like your control opponent can just beat that. Yeah. Um, and you, you like okay, I'm just gonna like block your one and two shots with some saplings, and then like eventually get to a point where the board stalls, and I can cast a march and all the juice and just destroy you. Yeah. Or sure. cast like an Azoni or something, and like just outclass your board. Um, like, I think the Boris Angels deck is better. Yeah. I don't think it's much better. <laughs> like I don't think it's a lot better. Yeah. No. I mean, the the like the creatures are good and they all work nicely together. Mm-hmm. Uh, I I don't think a Johnny's that good. I know most of them are playing a Johnny, but I, I just just don't think it's good. Yeah, it's. I mean, it's it's weird that like so the minus two is, uh, like sometimes relevant, like return. Yeah. Could probably come the mana cost two, but like, the, only, the only, like the two mana cost creatures you're playing are a Dante Vanguard, which is, which doesn't die. Yeah. And Knight of Grace, which is really hard to kill in combat. Yeah. Uh, and then just like putting two counters on it, like I've definitely lost it. Like someone going Aurelia into Lyra. With the Johnny in play, putting two counts and I just like massively lose. Yeah, but I mean, four like, mana put a counter on something is a bit. I don't know. It's not yeah. great. Yeah, that's the thing. It's just like okay, cool, but you're, you're making a sort of a haymaker, but like it just doesn't matter. <laughs> <laughs> um, I guess it's pretty good that like so this this deck sort of dodges the the good like the good sweepers in the format. Um, it's like it's playing definitely in Clarion. Yeah, which is good, and um, Ritual of Soot does like doesn't completely decimate it like it does with tokens. Yeah, that's it. Like Ritual of Soot only hits like three out of the six creatures. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, definitely Clarion. Like they get obviously they. Uh, I mean, they probably get their own Adanto Vanguard. Uh, uh, I mean, and Resplendent Angel. Yeah, and Resplendent Angel, and like Knight of Grace as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it, I mean, yeah, it definitely does some damage there, but. I yeah, actually, it's a bit of a the fact that like you've got like all the angels sort of buffing each other and Lyra giving them all life link as well, I think you can kind of like look past that definite Clarion. Mm. Yeah, that's very true. Um, but yeah, like I'm not sure how that like I hope I'm wrong, but like I think a lot of people are saying it's one of the best decks in the format. Yeah, and, like, don't think that's true. Like, yeah, I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm very, I'm very unsure. Um, like it is good, it is, it is definitely good, but. You know, and Golgari's won two Magic Online PTQs in a row. So, yep. I think I think yeah I think there are certainly better choices currently. Yeah, and like like I said, like if I'm playing a creature deck, I'd rather just play Slithian tokens. Sure. Um, which I guess I guess we'll have we'll have a disagreement about <laughs> that. So I mean, this is the deck I've been playing for like ages. Yeah. Um, like. Since the start of the format, and that, I mean that's that's how you know it's an interesting um, standard when I'm playing a deck from the start of the format. <laughs> um, sure. I just think it's really good. So like Chainmail isn't really seeing that much. It's seeing it uptick at the moment, but it isn't seeing that much play, and it's really easy to beat. Yeah. Um, because so you make some one ones, but like all of the creatures in your deck, like the actual creature cards, um, have more than one toughness. Yeah. Uh, and then you have like Venerated Loxodon that you can cast on turn three and buff everything up with a plus one plus one counter. Yeah. Um, you ha- like there was some just playing Benelish Marshal, which I quite like. Um, just like get things out of the way of Chainweller. Yeah, totally. Like if you're on the play, I feel like playing Benelish Marshal on turn three is just great. Yeah. Um, and it just kills them. And the amount of games you win by like slamming Tristani and that being a being like a glorious anthem. Yeah. Is really good. So like having one on turn three, 
I might mess about with those considering they're so cheap right now as well. Wow, like six bucks for, for a playset of Bellish Marshal. Yeah, it's nuts, alright. That's nuts. Um, yeah, I just, think, I just think it's really good. Like, you have so many good threats as well. Like, so, so Amaro's just good. Uh, Thorn Lieutenant is really good against the red decks. That's the thing. Yep. It's like really good because it's a, it's a two minus two three that blocks really well. They have to give you a one one if they target it. Um, and I've definitely won by activating its like six mana ability. Yeah, for sure. Um, Venerate Loxodon is just busted. Yeah, Loxodon's good. March of the Multitude is obviously you amazing in the right setting. Uh, Conclave Tribunal's great. History of Bilalia is seeing a lot of play at the moment in a bunch yeah, of decks. Totally I think it's just, it's just good. Yeah. Uh, and Legion's Landing, I think, has been massively underplayed while it's been in, in standard currently. So I think I think mm-hmm. it's finally think it finally could be it's, it's time to shine. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and Flower Flourish. That yeah. card. That card just makes the deck. Sure. Because um, it allows you to sort of skimp on lands because you're playing 21 lands. Yeah. Despite playing like a five drop in your deck that you want to cast and like March of Multitudes which you want to cast for like five or six to make it good yeah um, like that card is just really good so it's just a land in your opening hand yeah so if you have a two land hand and a flower like you, you have a three land hand because you don't have any one drops in the deck because um, I think the only version you use by land or else yes like you, like you have a Legion's Landing um, but like if you have a flower I think it's just better to play the flower yeah and cast like a turn to Amara or Thorn Thorn Lieutenant it is to like play play your leader's landing. Yeah, I I just I just don't think you gonna need the Lanoir Elves. I think because you mm-hmm. have like all all of you your good relevant spells have Convoke. Yeah. And so, so but you just you just don't need the Lanoir Elves. Like I'd much rather play a leader's landing than the Lanoir Elves. You get yeah, a creature for the mana, and it's gonna do something for you later on in the game. Yeah, and uh, like you don't need it because you're not playing. Uh, so like there are some versions playing Benelage Marshal, but you can't even ramp that out with Lanoir yeah. Elves anyway. But you're not playing any three mana spells really. Yeah. You're playing Kesha Banana and that's it. Yeah. Um, so you don't like need the ramp. Uh, but like the deck just works a well lot together. Like Flourish is just nuts. Oh yeah. Just get to six mana and just like just murder your opponent. It's great. Um, no, I, I think I think it is a good deck. Uh, I feel like it will vary from meta to meta quite drastically. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I think like if, so. Like the Jeskai list that I've been playing is is playing like more rafts, it's playing more sweepers. So like it is, it's playing settle, it's playing like cleansing over main board. So I think it would struggle against something like that. Um, but I th- yeah, I think like I mean, like I said, it was like the the Boris Angels deck. Like if you just have like a really optimum hand when you're opening seven, then like yeah, you're probably just going to win that game. Yeah, it's very true. Um, I think I think that it's good. Like I think it's it's going to get to a spot eventually when when it's just not very good. Um, I've certainly lost a lot of like Richard of Soots yeah and stuff, but I think it's got a very reasonable red matchup despite it losing to Chainweller so badly. Yeah, for sure. Um, and I just it just beats the crap out of Kogari. Almost, <laughs> <laughs> like they just can't like they just sort of don't have answers. If you just have an end of the turn march for like eight, they just like they just have basically nothing. Yeah. Um, I'm sure they have Richard of Soot, but like that, if they're playing that version, they don't have early threats, so you can just get a lot of damage early. Yeah, um, totally. It's got a decent matchup. Uh, but I, I really like the deck. I can, I can definitely see it. Like if, if like a, a couple of weeks time, it turns out to be unplayable because the meta's just shifted, then it, that's that makes that would make a lot of sense. Yeah. But I think right now it's like a really big on it, and 
I mean, I'm really big on the Selesny deck. <laughs> who was uh, who surprised? <laughs> sure, yeah. sure. Yeah, it is good. Um, I I do like the Golgari deck a lot, though. Like, I think that yeah. you know, I, I like that there are a couple of different versions of the Golgari deck. Yeah. Uh, I think my favorite is probably the one that won the PTQ on the 13th of October. Mm-hmm. I think yeah, it's, yeah, it's playing like 28 creatures. It's playing five planeswalkers. And then, like, two Assassin's Trophy, two Fine Finality. I think mm-hmm. that's probably how you just play it. It's like, you're using your... In combination for your Vraskas and then, like, Azoni just to get the job done. Yeah, uh, I just think this looks like a modern deck, honestly. Yeah, almost. I can, I can see that. Just, like, some efficient creatures yeah. that all work well together. Wild Growth Walker, by the way. That yeah. card's great. Yeah, that card is has <laughs> seen more play than anybody would ever imagine. <laughs> so like, this was just like bad and limited as well. Yeah, uh, yeah, that card's great. Like I've just lost that card because they like put themselves to thirty-two and <laughs> just have a massive creature. Okay, yeah. great. Um, but yeah, just like play some efficient creatures, play some planeswalkers, and then you have like Assassin's Trophy. Um, uh, it, it's just it's just really really good. And obviously the mana's fine. Yeah, definitely. And like yeah, like I think that Golgari Fine Broker is such a fantastic card as well. You just get to like recur your threats. Yeah, why is it a three-four? Just randomly a three. Yeah, I mean, I don't even know if the body. If, I mean, if, if, yeah, if the stats in the card matter that much, like the ability of like return target permanent card from your graveyard to your hand is is mm-hmm. great. When you're okay. like putting things in your graveyard with your all of your explore creatures and then like your doom whisperer. Yeah, I agree. Like I, the last thing, it's like you play a ton of wits in this deck, right? Like yeah, but it's just it, so it has a sweet effect that you want, and then it, you can just brawl. Like yes. Yeah. 3-4 that, like, you know, kills off their chain whirler. Yeah, like, doesn't, of doesn't die to Deafening Clarion, doesn't die to Ritual exactly. of Suit. Yeah, it's nuts. Like, why is it a 3-4? <laughs> um, <laughs> Ravenous Chubacabra, a card's finally playable. Yeah. So when, it, when it first came out, it was like, this looks really, really, really impressive. Like, you know, um, Necrotal's really good. And then it saw no play. <laughs> <laughs> uh, because it, it was a world full of Hazorettes from Rekindling Phoenixes and Scarab Gods. Yeah. And uh, um, now those are gone. Well, not Rekindling Phoenix, but... This card's really good, especially oh, yeah. when you can like find it back and stuff. It's just gas. Yeah, I think it's great. I'm very happy that it, it finally finally gets to see some play. Mm-hmm. I'm still a little bit disappointed that we're not seeing any hostage takers, though. Uh, yeah, mm, sure. Like I, I just yeah, like I just really really badly wanted that to be a thing, like the blue black. Just yeah, have like a sweet blue black deck where you could play like, I don't know, like. It's that curve of like turn one duress, turn two, uh, like the blue black uh, thought erasure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like turn two thought erasure, turn three, uh, thief of sanity, turn four hostage shaker. Seems like such a sweet curve, mm-hmm. but I just, yeah, just it's just not fast. good enough. That's the thing. I think if you're if you're playing like duress effects, you want to back it up with counter spells. Yeah, like I'd rather go turn one duress, turn two thought erasure, turn three hold up sabotage. Sure. Than like turn three fear for sanity and then just lose to my opponent while resolving a good spell. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, like Demir just doesn't have a deck right now. No, it doesn't. I mean, you could you could argue that the Grixis decks are Demir decks, really, but yeah, they're not they're not playing like the creature version. They're playing like the just the good Demir spells. And yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, we they're still like. Speaking of Lanar Elves, yeah. that card's actually still good because it turns out uh, casting a Still Live Champion on turn three. Yes. <laughs> uh, still a really good way to win the game. Yeah, absolutely. Who'd have thought? 
Yeah, like I've certainly like one of the decks that has, has yeah managed to beat me quite frequently is just the uh, the green deck like on arena. It's really good. Yeah, you just steal a champion is a very good card. Mm-hmm. Uh, I guess playing Nullhide Ferox, which is yeah, it's just a great card. It's just difficult to deal with. Yep, and it really is. Um, I don't think it's as good as we all thought when it first first got spoiled. I I think it is personally like as good as as good as I thought. Like I was very hyped about it, and mm. I I think I don't know. I I I feel like maybe people thought I was like, you know, oh my god, it's like the best card ever or whatever. Like I like I wasn't. I was kind of mm-hmm. like. This is a very good green creature that's going to see a lot of play, and lo and behold, the, the four of in a lot of green lists. I I think it's only four of in this deck though, like the actual like yeah, yeah the, for sure yeah the pelt collector still live champion yeah. zombie deck. Um, I mean that's that's fine like it's it's still you know like going to be a, it's still staple in the format, but it's not sort of the the green creature that I mean if you're playing a green creature in the sideboard, it should just be Carnage Tyrant, right? Probably yeah, rather than Norhead Ferox because you can, you can beat it like you can still. You, you can still contend to it and stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You can still play pay for spell pierce. Yeah, so but this I mean, this list is just great. Like if you just jam a champion on turn three and then like on turn two and then a like Ferox on turn four. Yeah. And then, and then a Galter and it's like okay, sure. Yeah. Your opponent's your just dead. Yeah, um, I think I think Vivian's kind of gone over my estimations quite a lot as well. I think that yeah. card is considerably better than it it had been in the previous standard. Yeah, that card's just really good. I think which is like strange considering we're like. We've lost a lot of artifacts, enchantments, or and creatures were flying. It blows up Conclave Tribunal, and that's really big. Yeah, true. That is really, really big. Um, and I mean, if you resolve one against Control Deck, it just—I mean, it doesn't feel like unbeatable, but it feels really, really powerful. Yeah, for sure. You just get to like sort of tutor for a creature, like in this in this deck that's playing like thirty-three creatures as well. Yeah. Or like somewhere somewhere in that region, um, being able to plus one to just find a creature. Is really really powerful. Yeah, yeah. agreed, definitely. Uh, I, I think it's really good. Um, I've yet to hold my Vivian. I'm playing two in the sideboard of tokens, um, just because it's really good against the sort of Teferi decks. Yeah, I've, I've yet to ultimate it, but I mean, just the, just, just the first two abilities are just are just good. Yeah, I, I've had one ultimated against me like once, and it was uh, I it was it was a thing, definitely. Mm-hmm. Uh, I like I mean, I, I, I managed to win that game because I had cleansing Nova. But it, it was very like, you know, I I have to. If I didn't have that cleansing over in hand, then there was no way I was going to win that. Yeah, and yeah. I, I think that's one of the reasons why, again, while I'm so sort of so high on those those Jeskar lists that are playing Hentons and Nova and settle the wreckage because of you know cards like Nullhide Ferox because of like you know stuff like Vine Mare. Like Vine Mare is a thing that is still a very good card. <laughs> yeah, because it, dod- it dodges the sweepers. That's that's the good thing about Vine Mare. Yeah, I mean, it dies to uh, Definite Clarion, but... Yeah, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I think, I think that card's still, still very good. Oh, yeah, um, absolutely. But, I mean, it just... I think Power Collector was one one of the things that the green decks needed. Yeah. Being able to have two one-drops is, like, is very important for a deck that's trying to be this aggressive. Yeah, definitely. Um, and then everything else in the deck outside of Lana just makes the Power Collector bigger. Yeah. And then you can like you can very easily splash for um, like black for assassin's trophy, yeah, um, for like white for I guess like Shalai and stuff, yeah, and, and then some removal spells like it's Lens binding or conclave tribunal, yeah, for sure. Depending on which one you want, which is really sweet. Um, yeah, I just I think the mega is really open, and all of those none of those decks 
maybe Boris Angels. I can't articulate why I think of Boris Angels is bad. I just think it is. I just don't think it's doing. I don't. Anything. I don't think it's. I don't think it's bad. I just. I don't think it's as good as some very vocal people online make it out to be. Yeah, I agree. Um, I was about to draw a close to our standard discussion, but yeah. there is one deck we've left out. Sure. That's definitely the modern deck. Yeah. <laughs> that deck is still still doing all right. Yeah, um, if, if you would like a competitive standard deck for around $50, yep. <laughs> genuinely, Mono Blue Tempo is sweet. Yeah, I mean, the most expensive card in the deck is Siren Storm Tamer, and you probably have those in your, like, chaff box and draft. Yeah, for sure. Uh, it's just it's just really good. Like, you can... I've definitely lost to this deck, but literally before we started recording, I mean, I won this game, but my opponent had a 7-6... Uh, Tempest Gin with three curious obsessions on it. <laughs> wow. <laughs> it's really, really good. Um, yeah, I mean, like, Night Veil Sprite with a curious obsession on it is nuts. Yeah, it's, I don't know, it's just like bizarre. It kind of just seemed to pop up out of nowhere and cause, like, a bunch of uncommons to spike to ridiculous prices. Yeah, it's like, it's actually good. Like, um, you've got, like, yeah, like, a, at least on uh, MTG Goldfish, you've got, like, Merfolk Tri- Trickster. It's like four dollars for a playset. Yep. Siren Storm Tamer is eighteen dollars for a playset. <laughs> Curious Obsession twelve dollars for a playset. Yeah, I'm gonna have to look for my boxes. <laughs> Diamond Mare <laughs> like a dollar for three. Like, <laughs> yeah, it's ridiculous. Wizards, um, Wizards Retort two dollars for like for a playset. It's bizarre, absolutely bizarre, yeah. but really cool. Because a lot of, I mean, I think a lot of a lot of the traction of this deck is like a lot of pros have picked it up and like, oh, this is quite. Amusing. It's, yeah. quite, it's quite funny this deck is. By the way, speaking of all those com- the comments and uncommons being like relatively expensive, three J's cunning castaway ten dollars. <laughs> yeah, you, it, you could. Yeah, it's cheaper than four curious obsession. That's ridiculous. So um, yeah, everybody buy your Jace now before they they print the Azor- Azorius cards in the next set. No, don't because that card's still bad. <laughs> ah, we'll see. We'll see. Yeah. Um, Just pair them yeah, up with a new Dovin Barn. It'll be pretty good. No, they can't make a good Dovin Barn though. Oh, it's coming. Yeah, 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 no. They can make a Dovin Barn, and I, I think they're, I mean, they're going to, right? Yeah, yeah. I have a small flavor section where Kaya is going to be the Orzhov leader, Dovin Barn is going to be the... Um, Azorius leader, yeah. Azorius, and Dominic Red is going to be the Evergruel, right? Yeah. Those are going to be... I mean, that's not going to be a surprise to anyone. But they can't make a good Dovin Barn. Oh, uh, they can. I mean, I mean, Winter Orb is already a card. That's a good Dovin Barn. <laughs> <laughs> but you can't have to ferry and a good Dovin Barn. Yeah. Yeah, you can. Because <laughs> <laughs> no, the fairy's already oppressive enough. Yeah, but I, you know, you know what I mean. I, I just assume that they missed how good Teferi actually is. Um, yeah, how do you miss that? Because when you first, everyone, everyone first saw the card, like that's really good. What are they doing? It's a three mana planeswalker. Yeah, that uh, does loads of stuff and draws cards. Um, they can't, you can't, you can't have another good, good blue white planeswalker. It's it's coming. It's coming. I'm telling you. I mean, I mean, it might be the thing, the thing that leads to Teferi's banning eventually, but. I th- I could because if yeah if that's the thing if we get like because the fairies already already seeing loads and loads of play when Azorius is an unsupported guild yeah even the blue white decks are like they're still blue white decks and that like those decks shouldn't exist really yeah for that. sure um, so with you know Hallowed Fountain and Glacial Fortress and then I imagine you know Azorius is probably going to have some good cards yeah in the next set you know if we get like a Detention Sphere type card or like a Supreme Verdict type card yeah um, or whatever the mechanic is Sphinx's um, Revelation would be nice. Oh god, don't, don't, <laughs> please don't print Sphinx's Revelation because that would just be obnoxious. Oh, Sphinx's Revelation with Teferi, no. Yeah. No, that cannot happen. Um, yeah, they can't do that. No, no, they, they won't. 
no. But anyway, yeah, Monoblue is good. Monoblue, the Monoblue deck is sweet. Yeah, like it's it's it's, it's a like actual budget deck. That's I, yeah, I think it's cool. Like it 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 <clears> actually <throat> is like it has legs. Like you could take that to an event and play with it. Like the yeah. uh, Star City Standard Classic in Columbus, it came eighth. Like it's you know yeah. that's that's great. It's absolutely fantastic, especially for a deck that costs like fifty dollars. Yeah, I mean it went six three on the online PTQ. Yeah. That's, that's D's for it. Yeah, for sure. <coughs> for it's, one of their best cards is Miscarriage Herald. Yeah, it's still like crushing like competitive standard leagues, like five nil. It's it, yeah, it's great. Uh, it it was a deck that I had considered playing, like initially, mm-hmm. just because I was like, I I don't know what to do. It's too wide open. I'm just gonna watch and see how the meta evolves and pick up this deck because it's like dirt cheap and I've probably got all of it already. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then, I mean, that has changed since I started playing Jeskai in Arena, because I think that is that is probably what I want to play. But I don't think there's any shame in picking up this this mono blue deck at all. Yeah, absolutely. Also, one one word of warning: don't flash in your Merfolk trickster when your opponent has just an Amara in play. Yeah, uh, it's happened to me twice on Arena today. <laughs> so instead of doing it in response to the Amara, they flashed it. Trick, trickster doesn't say May. Nope. You have to tap your opponent's Amara and give them a one one. <laughs> It's really good. I enjoyed that a lot. I'll be honest, next week, um, Standard is sweet right now, which yeah. is strange for me to say, because I don't normally care about Standard that much. I think it's a very good thing, though. Absolutely. Yeah, I think that's that's all the bases sort of covered. Yeah, definitely. It's, it's a form- I'm, I'm, glad, I'm glad Standard's back. I'm kind of happy just to see the back end of Kaladesh. Uh, like, oh, yeah. as, mu- as much as I loved some of the decks and some of the cards from that set, or from those sets, I guess, really, Mm. And, and as, as disappointed I am that Armageddon and Arrow Devastation never really got to sort of showcase their true powers, mm-hmm. I'm really glad Standard rotated. Yeah, definitely. This new format just it just seems fantastic. It seems fun. A lot of people are into it. I think Arena does help that in a in a way as well. Um, and I just think, yeah, like bring on the next couple of months playing Standard until we get uh, Ravnica Allegiance. Yeah, definitely. And while modern continues to be unplayable as a format, yeah, I think that's something we should we should do an episode on soon. Oh, an episode where we just moan for an hour. <laughs> that's unprecedented. It is very very unheard of. <laughs> <laughs> definitely. Cool. So that's pretty much all we have time for this week. Uh, if you want to get involved in any discussion, like, do you think we are just wrong about Boris Angels and that it is actually just the best deck and the top eight of the Pro Tour is just going to be eight copies of it? That is uh, not true like, at all. <laughs> do you think Goblin Chainwiller is still just like MVP, the best card to play? Like you shouldn't be playing Llanowar Elves because of it. Uh, do you think the Mono Blue deck is terrible because it's a budget deck and that old standard deck should cost five hundred dollars? And you know, hit us up, get in touch. <laughs> on Twitter, we are at uh, hfdcast. On Facebook, we're facebook.com/hfdcast. Uh, we're also hfdcast.com, which will be updated at some point in the future. I swear. <laughs> Are you sure about that? Yes, 100% sure it will happen at some point in the future. Mm-hmm. Uh, or you can get me on my, my personal social media, I'm at PeachGardenOaf on Twitter, that's Oaf with an F. Or just on Facebook, I'm Joe Loudon. Uh, pretty much any magic group, I'm probably in there, just search for my name and you'll find me. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Snail69. Nice. Yeah, thanks. Um, uh, on Facebook, just... God, just argue with me. <laughs> Literally, regardless of what group I'm in, I'm just arguing with someone at the moment. Sure. Uh, and uh, I get—I don't know—I'm 
No, I feel bad about it. Maybe I shouldn't argue with people all the time. Where yeah, would just, where would the fun in that be, right? Exactly. Like I, I try and be like, you know, I'm just gonna be, I'm just gonna placate them. You know, everyone's entitled to their opinion. I'm like, no, your opinion's wrong. So I'm gonna be <laughs> an asshole about it. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, sure. Talk to well, at least at least you're honest. Yeah, exactly, exactly. I know I'm terrible. Sure, so uh, once again, we are approaching the second hour. The Godfarer has returned. We'll see you again next week on Hour of Devastation.